mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Putting in Work, the interview podcast on the 8-Bit Collective. We are powered by Audio Technica and Manscaped, and I'm your host, John O'Peck, joined today by the very talented Code Abdo. You might know him as Boss Logic. You might remember him from this podcast two years ago to the week that he came on here. It was episode 93, if you want to check out that one first, because we refer to it a few times. Might be handy to have that context before you listen to this interview. But man, Boss Logic has blown up since that interview a couple of years ago. He was just on the cusp of doing some really amazing work that happened just in the months and in the year following my meeting with him at PAX 2018. He got to work on Disney's Aladdin movie poster. He got to work on the Marvel Avengers Endgame poster. He recently did the big reveal for Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. He got name dropped by Jake Gyllenhaal on The Tonight Show. He's worked with The Rock, the Russo brothers. He's up to like 2.1 million Instagram followers now. It's just all been happening for him lately and he hasn't let, you know, the pandemic being locked down in Melbourne really interfere with his productivity and what he's been able to do. And it's really cool to see that he's still got all these things in the pipeline, creating his own content, not just working with other people's IPs, but coming up with ideas and being able to see them come to life, which is really cool. And I was so appreciative that he gave me some time for this interview, just to be able to contrast like what it was like last time I spoke to him, back when he was kind of a mystery identity. People didn't really know his name, what he looked like. He's since gone public and is much more of a out there personality going to conventions and signing autographs and being a lot more accessible to his fans and people who support the work that he does and in turn inspire him to keep doing it. If you keep an eye out, you might see some of his work for the Black Widow movie that's coming out soon. He's doing some work with Disney Plus and the Warner Brothers TV show. So there's always a lot going on, especially now that he's got that experience with Disney and Marvel under his belt. So here he is to talk all about it. It's Code, aka Boss Logic. Enjoy the show. Code, thanks so much for coming back to the podcast. I don't get people back many times. It's I think you're the third person to do episode two, so thanks heaps. It's great to be here, man. I love the last interview we did, and like I wouldn't pass it up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've been trying to get you on here since you know things got really busy because last time we talked, which was about two years ago, almost to the month, it was at PAX in 2018. And you were just on the cusp of doing all this cool stuff or announcing all this cool stuff. And, uh, you know, it's going to be really cool now to get to talk about what you've been up to. So much stuff. Has I can't even believe it's been two years. Like this year's <laughs> gone on so long. I, I literally <laughs> thought it was like five years ago. <laughs> I, know, I was thinking about like Tiger King before and I was like, that was this year. That Jesus, was this year. that was this year. Like everything was this year. Like if you think about it, everything was this year. Yeah, yeah, back to the interviews, like that was two years ago. And yeah, a lot of stuff was happening back then. But it's like, it's amazing how many things have happened since then, which mm. is crazy. Yeah, but it, it sounded like the wheels were in motion even then, like with, I think, some of the Marvel stuff you were doing. And I think at that point, like the I think the biggest thing that you'd done like commercially was UFC posters. And yeah. it, you were just kind of starting to get into this cooler stuff that uh, that's been happening since then so we have a lot to to go through and and to to see what you know life's been changing a lot for you because i think if we take it back uh like traveling to america i think was probably one of the big things and opened up a lot of opportunities would you say yeah so i didn't back then i didn't travel right 
I the, don't know. I think you were starting to. Yeah, I yeah. was starting to. So yeah, the first that was the first time going to America, and that like basically changed everything. The first time at San Diego Comic Con mm. is like that's an experience in itself. Uh, like I noticed, I'm I'm a big presence in Australia, but it's America dwarfs it. Like it's like it's crazy. Sure. Like I had lines that went on for like almost a kilometer in the con. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I had to look around the corner and like there's people waiting to, you know, get something signed. And that was like surreal to me. And even then, like agents and stuff came to my booth asking me if, if I can do jobs and all that sort of stuff. So just going wow. to America by itself opened up, you know, a whole section of things to do. Yeah. From the sure. comic world to the entertainment world. And was that like, I think it was in the same trip that you like met like the Russo brothers and you met like Tom Holland and all this was that part of your visit like because you already had stuff in the works with Marvel or was that just my visit was mainly for San Diego Comic-Con because yeah. um um Planet Awesome Comics um the ones that rep me down here uh took me there and we did the show but when I announced that I was going to do the show uh the Russo brothers got in contact with me so I can come visit their studio and wow. then we got to visit their restaurant. We got to meet a whole bunch of industry people. And it was like just crazy. It's like I, I'm not used to that stuff. So I have to <laughs> learn it as I go. Was that like a, a fan experience for you? Or was it also like a business thing? Um, For me, when they first called it, it was a fan sort of thing. It's like like I'm at all with this sort of things. But um, it turned into a business thing when we started talking. So basically we sat in Joe Russo's office and we just talked shop. We talked um, what was my execution for the posters that I made, the mock ones. Mm. And from that talk, um, I kind of got the job for the end game posters. So they put me in contact with the Disney people. And from there, um, I got called in to like, basically know that I got the job for it. Yeah. And what was that like? Because, I mean, even before it came out, we knew it was going to be big. It went on to be like the biggest movie of all time, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's crazy to go into the Disney building. Like, you walk into Disney and you see all the, like, historic stuff. And that is already surreal to me. And, mm. like, you're walking in, then you go into the, like, creative office, like, where they make all the decisions. And, mm. like, you're sitting on a table with all these professional, you know, suited up people. And you're, they're like, so what do you got? That's like... What I have to give an idea here. It's like, nah. Basically, Joe Russo already explained it to them and stuff, and they just like handed me the the posters and they and they said they wanted to be Boss Logic X Disney, which something I've never really seen before. Mm. Disney doesn't really collab like that, so that was that blew my mind. After he said that, it's like, yeah, you got basically creative freedom to show us what you can do and. From then, I'm like, okay, I was so ready to go home and do it. Yeah, and that was like, that was like three weeks away from me leaving America, so I was like itching to to start zoning. So were you like pooping your pants over that, or were you just like, no, nah, I got this, I know exactly what I want to do? No, I knew exactly what I was going to do. In because what it is, if they because they wanted to give me their assets, so if they mm. give me their assets, I kind of picture what I already know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I already thought of the stylized poster that they want because I've seen what they originally do. 
basically they gave I, I got an extra poster where I was able to, you know, flex creativity on it. So I was happy with that. Give them what they want and show them what I can do. Yeah, I remember seeing those and thinking they were amazing. But did did you end up seeing them in the wild anywhere? Like, did they become physical posters that ended up in public? When I went to San Diego Comic Con, mm. um, a lot of people bought that poster, like through, I think uh, Atomic is it Atomic Cinema? Is that what they called? I think it's yeah. an America's Cinema, and they had like um, a special if you buy their ticket. You get that poster exclusively. Oh, wow. So all those people bought that poster and, and yeah, got me to sign it for them. That's awesome. And because I guess like most of your work like lives on the internet, and that's where you see it. You see it on your phone. You see it on like computer screens. So to actually see, you know, something like that's official. It's a, an official Marvel Disney property, yeah. and knowing that you made that, it must have been pretty amazing. Like it's, it's, it's an achievement, right? It's crazy because um like. Again, when I went to, I think it was Chicago, Ace in Chicago, a lot of people bought their Spider-Man DVD, which had my cover art on it. So so they brought it in so I can sign it. It's like a whole bunch of them. It's like, that was crazy. It's like they'll come to buy posters, but everyone had a DVD to sign. So cool, man. It it must be like a a pinch yourself kind of thing compared to, you know, five years ago you're, you're doing these things just for fun <laughs> it's like so much stuff has changed it's like I'm, I'm grateful for it now and the difference is it's like it used to be pinch yourself moment but now it's kind of motivating to see where i can go from here it's like mm. what you can push what can you like one of the things is i want to create my own things now i want to create my own things with my team something i can morph onto a screen like someone mm. watch my stuff or like my characters like stuff like that yeah no, that's yeah. really cool i think we'll, we'll get into a bit later like what's in the future for you but uh, like we're talking about like you're saying that i guess you're getting used to these cool kind of moments the jimmy fallon thing must have been a pinch yourself moment because that just doesn't happen right like <laughs> having <laughs> having jake gyllenhaal and jimmy fallon talk about you and make jokes about you on tv to like literally millions of people yeah i, I was i was actually working that day and my twitter started blowing up then my mom calls me up and tells me why are you like on tv i'm like what are you on about <laughs> and it's like then i go someone sends me the link and it's like just the barrage of screwing up my name on tv yeah. and, and it just became an ongoing joke and from that ongoing joke i actually you know created my own page that's bass logic yeah that's that's a darker on Instagram, version yeah, yeah. <laughs> that page blew up as well that's so cool yeah if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about just google boss logic jimmy fallon and um have a good laugh yeah. <laughs> we'll take a quick break now just to say that support for putting in work comes from manscaped the very best in men's self-care hygiene and below the waist grooming products for manscaped are now available in australia and new zealand and they just so happen to specialize in what's going on down under let's be honest things can get a bit scrappy in quarantine headdresses are closed showering is optional but hey once you're ready to leave the house you want to look and feel your best there's great news for putting in work listeners you can be one of the first to experience manscapes life-changing products down here on australian shores with a handy 8-bit discount code it's also available to the rest of the world too without the right equipment trimming anything below the neck it's been a foreign concept for a lot of fellas but manscaped has made it safe and easy to tidy up the wandering hairlines 
getting you ready to show off that beach bod or dad bod this summer. Whether it's their amazing electric trimmer, whether it's their deodorant, anti-chafing gels, cologne, moisturizer to keep things fresh. Manscaped's got you covered when it comes to grooming. We all need the right tools for the job, but you won't always find them at Bunnings. So get the best gear only at manscaped.com. For 20% off and free shipping, use the code 8bit at manscaped.com. So from there, I guess it's the like the Assassin's Creed Valhalla seemed to be in a really big kind of moment for you in, in terms of your career. I know that you're a big gamer and it, as far as like stuff that I've seen, is that like your first entry into the, the AAA gaming space as far as the artwork? That's probably the biggest game related that I've, I've done with the team as well. Yeah. That took four or five months to execute. Wow. Which was crazy. First of all, how did that come about? Uh, the people at Ubisoft liked my work. So they reached out to the agency they work with and they reached out to me. So basically we negotiated terms and what we can execute and all that sort of stuff. And they came up with um, revealing the game in a unique way, which is custom art. Not many people liked that because they wanted to see the art straight away. But mm. So the, it was like a slow reveal. People appreciated it. But... It was a unique take and we wanted to be part of it. Yeah, definitely want to work in more games. It was fun. Yeah, so that was the time lapse that you're talking about? Yeah, the time lapse. Yeah. So we did the, we basically did the whole banner key art, but they wanted us to record it as well because that's how they wanted to reveal the game. That was a really cool thing because it was teased for a while and then it finally came out and I, I watched that video and it was a, a, a kind of eye-opening thing for me because I think of, the work that you do and i look at it and i kind of imagine that you take a photo of a celebrity or whatever and you kind of maybe you draw some stuff on them and maybe you um superimpose other stuff yeah. and, and put on the cool lights and the the cool glow and stuff those kind of effects yeah. but watching you do that it was like you're literally creating something from nothing here that's yeah. what it was i realized as i watched it and there's so many layers and details and thought and consideration that's gone into making this look like it looks like a souped up video game <laughs> cover like i wouldn't have looked at it and gone that's a boss logic artwork it's um a, an awesome assassin's creed artwork and you're working within that style yeah and that's and that's the thing i was like the things you said before we still do that that's like what, what we mm. do for like fun on, on the internet so we can put out content but when it comes to real stuff like a high commission or something to do for a movie or stuff we take our time we we have to <laughs> we, we do our research we look at the styles and execute it the way they want to execute it so so was there much back and forth with ubisoft about that like as far as like did they say we want a, a ship in the background we want the axe and yeah there, there was a, there was back and forth for the for three months yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there, there's stuff that they put in there that reveals too much that, so we have to take that out okay um say a certain like element that was added in there that will give away certain parts of the game we have to take that out and yeah there's when there's too many people in the room in the creative room that have opinions there's going to be always back and forth Mm. yeah interesting so how did you manage that because as someone that's probably used to working by yourself i'm guessing there hasn't been too many people telling you what to do um i kind of like when i work with big industry it's like revisions come a lot it's like as as long as you're compensated like if you do one or two is all right but if you if you, if there's going to be like 20 or something you yeah. got to get compensated so if there's artists out there that are working jobs 
and they're making you do like a million and one revisions, make sure you're compensated or they're just going to use yeah. and abuse you. And I can see, yeah, I can see that being yeah. an issue with, with people who are starting out especially. But yeah, it's good that you've got to that point where you can... And, you know, Ubisoft can afford it as well. It's not like they're, <laughs> yeah. they're struggling. And so to, to get to that point, was it sitting down and did someone sketch it out beforehand? Did you sketch something and have them approve it? Yeah, we had to do, we, we had to do a rough out. Like they basically told mm. us what they wanted, like direction-wise. And we have to do a rough cutout, like rough sketch of what they want. And if they like that direction, that's where we start. We go from there and we start yeah. building off that. And we send it to them like at 30% in, 50% in, 75% in, and then 100% in. And is this something where they've shown you concept art or have you seen gameplay and cinematics? At the time, we didn't see anything besides aesthetic. So they didn't show us the game. They showed us just what the characters may look like and what kind of armor and what kind of direction, like concept sketches and stuff. But we didn't see the game till you guys saw the game. And here we are, I've got an early copy of Valhalla, so I've played it for a couple of days, and by the time this gets out, it'll already be released, so it must be pretty cool for that game to be launching with the next generation of consoles, and there's all this hype around it, and also, you know, it's another opportunity for people to see your artwork again. Yeah, I just, like, someone tagged me on Instagram today with their, they just got the Steelbook, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the actual cover, yeah. and it, it looks so good, and it, like, in person like for the physical one like i hope they send me <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they can they can send you one if you ask for it yeah i did but i, ha- I haven't got a response from them so. <laughs> uh, you, don't don't let them uh, don't let them get away with that you gotta hit them up <laughs> yeah. otherwise you'll have to buy your own uh your own yeah. art from someone <laughs> you ordered your ps5 right you got it yeah i got my ps5 uh it's awesome yeah i'm still i'm still waiting on mine Okay, yeah, I'm going to be picking up about a week from from now, but it'll be cool. Like Assassin's Creed, I'm playing the PS4 version. Then in a week, I get to like kick it into the the next gen version and see the the difference. There's a lot yeah. to be excited about, indeed. So, yeah. what would you say is on the horizon for Boss Logic? I mean, you've got these relationships now with not only Ubisoft and Marvel, but I guess Disney through that whole experience. Is it a case of reminding them yeah. that you're open to working with them again like are they coming back to you is there an ongoing touch base there <laughs> just to put it out there it's like i haven't really told anyone but it's not really like a secret or anything but we're really still working with them before covid came out i had black widow stuff coming out oh, wow. also working with disney australia on all the shows that are coming out on disney plus also working with wb on a certain certain titles i'm not allowed to name yet that's cool. but it's superhero related, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's actually in the works right now. And what's on the horizon is that, like, I don't know if I haven't really announced it, announced it yet, but I, I mentioned it a few months back. I got a team in New York now. They're called Lineage Studio. So basically, I, I work with them. Mm. They work with me, and they're my New York team. So we we handle concept arts. We handle our own arts. We we got stuff that's coming that we're gonna hopefully pitch to sort of studios like netflix and stuff but you'll be seeing a lot of huge things coming out real soon that's really exciting and before we started recording you mentioned like doing a whole bunch of press for the for the um assassin's creed reveal can you talk a little bit about what happened with that uh so 
basically, I didn't read the contract that there was going to be like a press tour. I don't know. When you say press, I, f- I think like one or two sites want to ask a few questions, but it turned out to be like 70, 70 different sites wanted to do questions. And I was like answering the same questions over and over again with this smile that's like, yes, this is my first time saying it. But it was just like, it's a, I can, as much as I didn't like being on my computer the whole day, it was a good experience. The fact that, you know, if I do more press tours, I know what, like, what's to come of yeah, it. Yeah, you know what to expect. And I know how to talk more with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because I think when we podcasted two years ago, it was your first podcast and it was a very different time. Obviously, it was before this kind. Like, I feel like you'd blown up already, but now you've kind of blown up times two. And um, <laughs> there's been probably a lot more interest in you, like as an artist and as a person. And I know that yeah. uh, you've, since then, you've kind of gone public as well, right? Like back back then, it was kind of no one knew what you looked like and like what's yeah, been that yeah. shift of your being a bit more open about you as a, as a personality? Well, that shift came from, that was like, it's pretty dramatic, but that was like the toughest moment like on my in my life career-wise and life-wise because I've always been hidden off the internet since back in my space days i've never put my picture i've never been comfortable i've never been like i've always been an introvert and mm-hmm. i just couldn't handle like people saying things about me and all that stuff but I, that was something i needed to get over so it took me that one day where i revealed like my picture and the post and the whole write-up that was i was like basically sitting on the post button for like eight hours it's wow. like i wouldn't press it for eight hours that's like contemplating yes or no yes or no but after I pressed it, um, I got all this love from celebrities and, and all like DMing me and like your, it's like you inspired me. Like people said, I inspired them to go to cons or get out of their comfort zone and go out mm. and stuff. And the fact that I inspired people to actually get out of their house and do stuff where I wasn't doing it, but now I'm, now I'm doing it, was like a crazy feeling. And I'm so glad that I actually did it at that point. Yeah, that's so cool. And I probably like you hear those stories and, and of people taking leaps and it inspires you again to be more open and it's kind of a, a cool loop yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I, I get like, that's the, the emails I get lately. Like um, not only I inspire them in art, it's like I inspire them. Like I do my 10,000 steps a day and I post up about it and people are like, oh my God, you've inspired me to get a stepper and, and start doing it myself. It's like, it's like, thank you for helping me out. And then I respond to them and it's like, they send me like, like a, a letter that's like twenty pages long of how happy they are. It's like it's, it's like it, it puts you in a surreal place. It's like all this fan, like this, this fame and all that sort of stuff. Mm. It's like that doesn't really phase me. It doesn't really get to me. But the people you help gets to me, and that's why I want to like get bigger and all that sort of things to reach out to more people, help more people. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool, man. I, I really respect that. And I can see like from meeting you the first time and talking to you now that there's like a real genuine and authenticity about you and that you, you're not really like you don't buy into the hype, like your own hype. And it would be so easy for someone to be like, yeah, like I'm friends with Jake Gyllenhaal or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, kinda, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, I don't, no, I, quite honestly, man, I don't want that life. I don't want yeah. to, like, I don't want to 
there's no reason to brag. If you brag, you can brag all you want, but like it's inevitable that your your shine's gonna dim at one point. And my one will dim at one point. What's the point of losing yourself? Like at, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you let you can let other people say the nice things yeah. about you don't need to talk about yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming. But, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like another thing that like last time really struck me was um, you know, I, I said how, po- how positive you are, but despite that, there's people that try to attack you and there's, as you mentioned, like mobs that go after you. And I'm guessing that's only gotten amplified as your oh, star it's, it's, has it's risen. It's much worse. It's much worse. Like, they, I have to be careful what I... Like, everyone has to be careful what they say, but people say, oh, you can say whatever you want. Don't worry about people. But if you want your life to be like... If you want to wake up and go on Twitter and be okay... And just have fun and enjoy it. You gotta, you gotta be careful what you say because as soon as the mob comes, that that sort of mob, it's like they ruin your day. Like from day to day, they keep going. Like I've had recently, um, one of these mob members message my like harass my family. Like somehow found out my sister's Instagram, found out right. my brother's Instagram, and starts harassing them. It's like, like swear at me and all that stuff. I don't really care. I'll, I'll shut it out. But when you start going around the branches and start, you know, attacking your friends and stuff. That's where it gets yeah. a little serious. Yeah, that ain't cool. Yeah. The thing that it really impressed me, I, again, I say, was your whole approach of, like, killing them with kindness. Is that still... Does that still resonate with you? Is that become harder to do No, no, I still, I still, come after I, you? I still do. I still reply to them nicely because at the end of the day, I still think that they might, may be upset something's going through their life or, or something and they're just venting. So I kind of mm. like to keep that mentality. But some yeah. some days it does get hard and you, you, you respond just like aggravated a bit, but then you regret it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you do it because I feel like you're one of the most positive people out there. I don't know why anyone could come at you with anything but positivity, but it, it just I guess it goes to show that people are just broken, you know, that people are hurting and they lash out in whatever way they can to make themselves feel better or or whether they're jealous of what you've accomplished or whatever it could be. Because I, I just can't see anything about what you say that's offensive or controversial well, or anything. Well, the main pivotal point that people make is that they know other artists that are better than me, but they're not as popular as me. So right. they get angry about that stuff. But it's like, that's not really my fault or the other artist's fault. It's just they just haven't been seen by the right people yet. So just keep doing what you're doing and hopefully you get seen. It's like that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They should put their energy into building up that person rather than trying to take it. But there's a lot of artists out there that I don't want to name them or anything, but they 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 contribute to this to this hate like culture because they find it unfair that they're not popular. They find that what's called instead of you know putting their energy into their work, they put their energy into their fans to mm. spread <clears throat> spread hate and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of wish that wasn't the case, but here we are. Here we are, indeed. And I guess this year, especially, it must have been difficult being kind of stuck at home, as we know. Melbourne's been in several pretty significant lockdowns. It, there's been no travel. I'm guessing that that's limited a lot of the work opportunities that, or trips that you might have had where you might have, you know, like you went to Comic-Con back a couple of years ago, like experiences that you might have had to, to 
build up your profile and get more work or to go to movie premieres or whatever it is that people like you do. So what's it been like, I guess, being stuck at home and, you know, maybe you've got more time to work on art but less time to do that fun stuff? Yeah. Well, crazy story is um, in March I went to America because I had a few con shows. Like I had like shows in Seattle, Chicago and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I was also going to be there till New York Comic Con. So I went there in March and I had visa trouble like in the the LAX. So I had visa trouble and it was the weirdest trouble. It's like I've never seen that sort of like apparently they put me down as as a different category artist instead of a digital artist. But I wasn't like I wasn't there to work. So I don't know what happened. And so the lady, she was super nice, but she said, you're going back to Melbourne. So I was like, so I was like in 14 hours, right? (laughs) Yeah. I was like 14 hours in like a boxed up room. Like, like my mind was blowing. Then it's like, as soon as she told me at the end of it, it's like, you're going back home. So I was basically awake because I can't sleep on planes. So I was basically awake for like 48 (laughs) hours or more. Yeah. And by the time I got home, I'm like, Fuck this shit. I, I, was, I, I was like furious, <laughs> like with everything. But then a couple of weeks later, this whole COVID broke out and America yeah. went to shits. Australia went to shits. Everyone went to shit. I'm like, well, it's kind of a godsend that I'm back in Melbourne because look at America, like right now, even right now, COVID's yeah. really, like, really bad. Like glad I'm not, like nothing against them. I love the country, but it's like, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and as you said, like to answer your question, um, yeah, the Australian shows... Sadly, I, I can't even remember when's the last time I went. It feels like it was two years ago, and I miss I miss doing shows. I miss seeing people. But yeah, did you? You must have had like opportunities that were cancelled because events were cancelled, and oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. <laughs> a whole bunch of them. the Australian ones all got cancelled. The all the yeah. American ones that I was booked into all got cancelled. Yeah. So, so what's it been like being stuck at home? Like, has, has that, in terms of your creative process, has it helped? Has it hurt? Like, you've had obviously more time to sit at the computer, but probably less time to go out into the world and be inspired by the things that that you like to do. Um, uh, like for me, fortunately, as I told you, I didn't do much. Like, I didn't like show myself and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. back in the past. I'm kind of used to this nature. I kind of work in this sort of environment, but. As of last year, I started going out more, hiking with my brother, going out, you mm. know, statue shopping and tour. We used to now we go traveling, and as soon as that started, COVID happened and everything just stopped. <laughs> but I'm still used to the other environment still because I'm yeah. I'm kind of fresh to the other side. Sure. Yeah. And in terms of like the work opportunities, have has that been something that you've just had to keep going remotely by correspondence? Um. Yeah. Basically, uh, here's the thing. Um. After COVID, the digital media blew up. Like, if you're a digital artist and you're not getting jobs, you're not really looking. Like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to be harsh, but it's like everyone wants digital media because they can't. Right, right. They need it. Like, they need they need it for their socials. They need it for their businesses. It's like, and and that's what blew up, especially with the entertainment industry, when everything and their stuff they're releasing digitally, they they'll you know, call on artists for posters, for banner posts and all that sort of stuff. And for stuff that's coming, like after COVID finishes, they want to be ready with all, you know, the promo materials for that stuff. So business is basically booming here for the yeah, digital wow. for digital realm. Okay. 
Because, like, yeah, I guess why would you spend money on, like, a billboard or... Yeah, uh, no one can see the a, billboard. A bus, a bus, <laughs> like, yeah, like a bus sign when everyone's at home on their phone yeah. or their laptop. <laughs> well, Code, what would you say is coming up next for you that you can talk about? Like, is, is there anything that... Uh, I mean, you mentioned, you know, some of the stuff you've still got going on with Marvel, but is there anything that... Uh, that you are able to talk about in games or in in other there's a certain other there's a certain game that's that's very popular right now that I, I'm collaborating hopefully collaborating with but it won't be announced till somewhere mid next month okay well wait we're in November now right so about mid yeah we're in November yeah mid, <laughs> about mid this month it should be announced but um it's going like the, there's a character I created if you've seen it I've posted a couple examples of it with the gauntlet my character oh, yeah. yeah that character is going to be implemented into that game so the comic book one yeah yeah so that should be really cool to show um other than that uh just a couple of personal projects that we're that i'm building up on that i'm going to pitch to a few producers and stuff that's that's my main focus at the moment to create my own thing yeah, that's cool. Because yeah. the last time we spoke, I asked you a question at the end that I'll ask you again today. But last time you said that if you could do anything, you want you said, I would like to dive into the superhero realm, which you've obviously done. But you said not Marvel, something dark, like an R-rated superhero musical. Yeah. And you, you mentioned like the greatest showman. Yeah. And you said you're going to do concept art. Is this is this something that's, that ha- that's the one? That basically, that's basically what's happening. Concept right. art's done, storyboards done, basically everything's done. Now it's time for the pitching stage. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. So, so it's actually happening. Yeah, that's actually happening. And, and I've talked to a few higher ups um, of the concept and the synopsis. Okay, and so there's questions I ask everybody on each episode. What would you say has been the hardest part of these past couple of years for you? So. You know, the, the yes. traveling, the going public. It sounds like there's been so much changing for you over a short period of time, not to mention COVID and everything. But what's been the greatest challenge for you to overcome in your work? The hardest part was the was the reveal. Mm. That, that that was the biggest point in my life. But just staying consistent. Yeah. Um, trying to up my game while staying consistent. That's probably the hardest. Sure. And I guess you're, yeah. you're doing all this work whilst you're also getting into exercise and like yeah. big weight loss kind of thing happening. And and that, that like for me as someone that likes to do so many creative things as well as spend a lot of time sitting on the couch playing games and stuff, yeah. it's really hard finding time to exercise and hit, yeah. hit the gym. I don't go to the gym. So how have you found time to do that with everything you do? That, that's the thing, man. It's like I'm usually exhausted by the end of it because I try to do all them at the same time. And I have to sacrifice gaming because I haven't I haven't touched the game because I don't have time to do it. Mm. It's like if I play games, I feel like I've wasted, you know, opportunity to create something or learn something. So yeah. I have to, you know, cater my time to those things more than gaming until street fighter 6 comes out so yeah oh valhalla come on oh i have to i have to try that yeah. i think i think i think they'll give me shit yeah. if i want to try that yeah you gotta you gotta know you gotta know how it turned out <laughs> after all those 78 interviews you did yeah <laughs> okay well what would you say is your main advice for artists because you, you gave some really great advice a couple of years ago um, about developing 
a style and, and that kind of thing. So is there anything you've learned over the past couple of years that, that's changed what your main advice is? The the main advice is we'll always stay the same, stay persistent, stay consistent mm-hmm. and stay motivated. But the thing is that I would like to add is like a lot of artists, they, they, they go on social media and they post on social media, but they don't take it as seriously as it should be. Now, your main tool nowadays is digital and you have to be consistent with your social media, like know how to interact, know how to talk to your fans, know what they like, mm. do the things you like as well, but do stuff for them as well. Okay. But like you got to captivate your audience. The bigger your audience, the more stuff you, your stuff gets seen, the more your portfolio gets seen, the companies see your portfolio and the jobs you get. So like the big thing is to focus on their portfolios and their social and know how to integrate them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And the last question I have for you before I let you go, if you could do anything and know you wouldn't fail, what would you do? Music produce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, because I started off with that. I just did audio engineering for you. Oh, yeah. And like, I just realized that it wasn't for me because it was too much of a technical side of things. Right. And I'm like, I want to have fun. <laughs> but if there's something I can automatically learn, and start doing it it would be that okay what kind of music um back then it was like um basically hip-hop music yeah yeah i mean like you can see kind of the hip-hop style in some of your art which is which is a cool yeah cool i, I love the i love the game def jam so basically you see a lot of that sort of stuff yeah that's cool all right is there any message you have for your fans? Because I know, like, I have to tell you, the last time I interviewed you, it was my most downloaded episode. So hopefully a lot of those people come back again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they, pretty sure they will. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like I couldn't have done it without them. So I appreciate them. Yeah, it's awesome. I try to tell them that every day, but it's like there's always uh, people that take you off course. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's, it's probably easy. Like, there's some people I follow and I, I look at, who they respond to and it feels like they only respond to like people who are negative but i guess yeah. it, it just like it stands out more so it's easy to to see it that way uh, it's just because you want to beat them up but <laughs> you can't really beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thanks again for coming on the podcast it's been really cool to to hear what you've been up to and who knows maybe in another two years we'll be talking about um working on the next like, gta 100, or like 100 <laughs> the next uh i don't know i don't even know what's coming in marvel the rebooted captain america who knows who knows what's happening i don't even know what's going on anymore <laughs> you'll have to hit up the russo brothers i'm sure they've, they've got some insider knowledge. it will be like avengers versus x-men or something <laughs> cool thanks man all right Take care yourself, man. Thank you for listening and thanks to Manscaped and Audio Technica. You can catch code on Twitter and Instagram at BossLogic. If you want to support this podcast, you can do it with a five-star rating and review in your podcast service of choice. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash weare8bit, that's A-T-E-B-I-T, to support all the great work that goes into the 8-Bit Collective with our team of lovable content creators. You can catch me on the socials at Jono himself. And until next episode, keep putting in work.